0: section twenty five of christmas and christmas lore this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by john brandon christmas and christmas lore by thomas g crippen section twenty five the children's christmas the medieval church did not on the whole do its duty by the children perhaps it may be pleaded by way of excuse that a celibate priesthood could scarcely be expected to understand children but at least it remembered that christmas was emphatically the festival of childhood and possibly with that fact in view it assigned the commemoration of the holy innocence to the third day after christmas a very pretty recognition of the children's interest in the season was continued for a number of years in the thirteenth century in the church of the benedictine nunnery at godstow where on innocence day the public prayers were said by the little girls of the convent school archbishop peckham put an end to this in twelve seventy eight another custom of similar purport was long and widely prevalent in cathedral and collegiate churches having schools attached on st nicholas day the sixth december the boys elected one of their number as bishop he was dressed in full canonicals and during his term of office enjoyed very substantial privileges in several inventories of church property we find mention of mitres copes and other vestments of the boy bishop apparently of as costly material as those worn by the actual dignitaries he exercised authority over his comrades of the school or choir to whom he assigned various offices some of them posing as priests some as canons etc in some places he was escorted to the church where he presided as bishop during the service and afterwards went in procession singing from door to door collecting money not begging it as alms but demanding it as the bishop's subsidy early in the thirteenth century the cathedral dignitaries were called on to act in subordinate positions as taper and incense bearers but this was forbidden in twelve sixty three the boy bishop and his train actually took part in the church services and in december twelve ninety nine they sang vespers before king edward I. on st john's day twenty seventh december after compline they were usually entertained at supper by the dean or one of the canons on innocence day they went in solemn procession and performed every part of the church service except actually saying mass it is alleged that even this exception was not always maintained but this is very difficult to believe the performance culminated in the recitation of a sermon by the boy bishop it was probably written for him and in the statutes of st paul's school fifteen eighteen all the scholars are enjoined to hear the child bishop's sermon on innocence day at the end of compline the last evening service he brought his episcopate to a close by pronouncing the benediction if the boy happened to die during his term of office he was buried with the same honors as if he had actually been a bishop and the tomb of one of these boys is still to be seen in salisbury cathedral the custom of electing a boy bishop was observed at st paul's canterbury winchester exeter salisbury york newcastle Beverley, rotterham colchester eton westminster and lambeth and probably in many other places hone goes so far as to say the ceremony of the boy bishop is supposed to have existed not only in collegiate churches but in almost every parish this seems to be an exaggeration but it certainly did exist in a number of common grammar schools and in several london parishes notably st mary at hill st andrew's holborn and st nicholas olives there are indications that it was specially favoured Where there was a dedication in the name of Saint Nicholas, who was deemed the special patron of schoolboys. It was suppressed in England by proclamation dated 22nd July, 1542. There was a partial revival in Queen Mary's time, but we hear no more of it after her demise. On the continent, it obtained in Switzerland, France, and Spain, but gradually became debased, irreverent, and foolish and was finally extinguished in zug in switzerland in seventeen ninety seven there have however been local revivals within the last few years both in england and on the continent the plan seems to be that the parish clergyman selects the bishop from among the members of a boys guild another curious custom in recognition of christmas as peculiarly the children's festival is that still practised at rome the church of Ara araceli which stands above a lofty flight of a hundred twenty four marble steps is said to occupy the site and to be built from the materials of the ancient temple of jupiter capitolinus it commemorates by its dedication an absurd story of a vision seen by augustus caesar of a crowned infant Seated in a star. In it is preserved an image of the Holy Child, artistically carved in olive wood, crowned and jewelled, and swaddled in gold and silver tissue. This bambino is supposed to have miraculous powers, and is taken out in its own carriage, attended by its own servants, to visit the sick who hope for healing through its imaginary virtues all through the christmas season it lies in the church crib and is visited by thousands on a platform before it little boys and girls of all classes recite little speeches in honor of the infant saviour they say their pieces says countess martinengo with an infinite charm that raises half a smile and half a tear another writer says they have the vivid dramatic gift the extraordinary absence of self-consciousness that is typical of italian children and their so-called preaching is anything but a wooden repetition of a lesson learnt by heart on the octave of epiphany there is a great procession the bambino is carried out to the open space at the top of the steps where a priest raises it on high and solemnly blesses The Eternal City. End of section twenty five. Recording by John Brandon.